The news media is gonna chase a rabbit. So it's better off for him to give them a rabbit than for them to go off and find their own rabbit. Yeah, we're not gonna be chasing any rabbits. Keep our eyes on what well, matters I don't here. Know why I came here tonight. Oh, we'll try to. I got the feeling that something right. No, it ain't. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yep. Yes, I'm stuck in the From Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles, this is the broadcast as heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in LA. Up in Oregon on 91.7 FM KYAQ on the Central Coast, 106.7 FM Queso in Cottage Grove. In Lancaster, Pennsylvania on 93 FM WLRI. Apparently they don't get to count ballots in Lancaster. In Hawaii on 88.5 FM KAKU, the voice of Maui. In Columbus, Ohio on WGRN 94.1 FM. And in Palinville, New York on 102.9 FM WLPP. And Minneapolis, St. Paul on AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. We're also heard streaming on the intertubes on the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, GDPR Revolution 99, Detour Talk, Radio Monterey, and Radio Sputnik Blanketing, Planet Earth, five days a week. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, all-around swell fellow and overseer of elections, says me, from bradblog.com. Thank you for joining us as we do indeed try to oversee election 2016 and figure out what the hell happened and didn't. This is apparently your presidential election 2016 quote-unquote recount headquarters or perhaps your presidential election 2016 results oversight headquarters oversight that a lot of powerful forces are uh, working very hard to keep from happening right now for some odd reason so we've got a lot of news today to try to make sense of a change in the numbers in pennsylvania by the way Trump's margin over Clinton has now been cut nearly in half. Did you hear about that? With uh, newly certified statewide numbers coming in. Uh, also, and this is, uh, this, is, <laughs> this is interesting and really big. Team Trump is now making a full court press, really, not just to stop the counting in Michigan, as we reported yesterday that they had filed an objection to the uh, to the hand counts, which were set to start on Friday in Michigan. But to block citizen oversight of the election results now, ju not just in Michigan, but in Wisconsin and in Pennsylvania. As recount 2016 is starting to look more and more like recount 2000 with each passing hour. Much more on all of that in a moment. Uh, so much information coming in from so many places and states and observers and sources of mine. I'm trying to do the best that I can to filter it uh, to make sure uh, to ensure that you get good information about what is actually going on and uh, and what is not going on. So I got a lot to get to a lot to try and make sense of and, and, and help you and me both make sense of all of this uh, in, in a whole bunch of quickly moving stories all at the same time. 
uh, as part of this quote-unquote recount coverage. And I put quotes around that just by way of reminder to say that um, ballots, at least paper ballots, that have not been counted in the first place cannot actually be recounted. They've only been tallied with these optical scan computers that either tallied them correctly or incorrectly, nobody knows until they are counted by actual human beings and confirmed to have been tallied correctly. Um, in any event, uh, a lot of the important stuff is being ignored or misreported by the corporate media as usual, so we're going to try to uh, make sense of it all. Uh, speaking of ignored and uh, misreported by the corporate media, Desi Doyen? <laughs> I am misreported. No, no, no. You will be joining us with a Green News report. Yes, I will. A little bit later. Uh, a lot to cover there. Um, and uh, and some updates, uh, some sad updates, unfortunately, in, in our Green News report today. Uh, in any event, let me start here. Uh, you may have heard this or you may not have a week or two ago. Uh Cyber criminals who once earned millions of dollars by breaking into individual online bank accounts are now targeting the bank's own computers with often dramatic results. This, according to The Wall Street Journal uh, last week, week before in Taiwan and Thailand earlier this year, the criminals programmed bank ATMs to spew cash. Gang members stood in front of the machines at the appointed hour and they collected millions of dollars. Earlier in November, the Federal Bureau of Investigation warned U.S. banks of the potential for similar attacks. In Taiwan, Taipei City, police on July 10 had received a report of currency lying on a first federal first commercial bank ATM. Uh, in the city's Don Pro uh, Precinct, reports of loose cash at other ATMs soon followed. By July 11, criminals had collected more than $2.6 million in cash without using ATM cards from these ATMs. A spokesman for First Commercial Bank confirmed that the bank's ATM systems were attacked in July and then the next month, the government savings bank in Thailand was hit with a similar attack, according to the FBI bulletin just last month. Dmitry Volkov, head of cyber intelligence with Russian cybersecurity vendor group IB, has spent years tracking Russian-based groups that break into financial institutions, typically to steal money by compromising bank payment systems. During the six months ended in uh, February of 2016, the Bootrap Group, which is uh, has been behind apparently a lot of this hacking, had launched uh, 13 successful attacks against Russian banks, stealing more than $25 million through the nation's bank clearinghouse system, says Volkov. So uh, one of the uh, ATMs they broke into here was uh, uh, made by a global ATM manufacturer by the name of Diebold Nixdorf. Uh, also, uh, NCR, NCR confirmed to a PC magazine that they are all familiar with these types of breaches. Familiar with that name, Diebold? Of course, they make uh, many of the, or they used to, until they sold off this part of the uh, this part of their company. But their machines are still used. Their Diebold machines are still used all over the country. Now, mind you, uh, we're talking about ATMs that were uh, hacked remotely to spew cash out of them. But these old, old Diebold voting machines, the central tabulators, optical scan systems, and touchscreen machines, we don't need to worry about those. We don't need to worry about if those are secure because 
We've got, uh, you know, your local election, local county clerk uh, keeping an eye on those systems. She'll keep the bad guys out. You don't need to worry. (laughs) By the way, I'm not sure how one keeps out the local county clerk from these machines either, these voting machines. Uh, But if the largest banks in the world cannot, these huge corporations dealing with billions, trillions of dollars, are unable to keep their ATMs secure. How do you think these uh, computers that we use all across the country to tally our uh, votes, uh, how do you think those are going to hold up against an attack from outsiders or insiders? Well, we shouldn't worry about it. Nothing to worry about. Even bothering to check to make sure that those machines weren't tampered with in any way. That is a huge waste of time. At least according to the Donald Trump campaign, at least now. They didn't used to think that way, but apparently they do now. And they think so uh, as we get the news that the Pennsylvania margin for Donald Trump was nearly cut in half as of yesterday after the certified numbers from Philadelphia were added to the statewide totals. The margin between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton has been Uh, had been almost uh, 70,000 votes. Now it's a little bit more than uh, 40,000 votes. I think about 46,000 is where we are. That's a a huge difference from where it had been. The uh, Jill Stein campaign, which has filed for hand counts, recounts at least in um, three states, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin, notes that the margin in Pennsylvania is now within 0.2% of what would otherwise trigger an automatic statewide recount in Pennsylvania. So that margin is getting much closer. That was the uh, really the largest of the three states, largest margin of the three states that Jill Stein is attempting to count right now. Uh, the campaign also suggests that this is one of the reasons that the Trump campaign seems to be freaking out a little bit. Uh, in any event, uh, they're taking a whole bunch of legal measures now to, to stop not just the counting in Michigan, as we had reported on our previous broadcast, but now by filing an objection to the uh, Jill Stein count request in, um, in, in Michigan uh, and in Wisconsin and in Pennsylvania. In Michigan, they have effectively delayed the start of the hand count, which was supposed to be today until now some point next week, just by filing this objection. But now they or their, sur- or their surrogates have filed additional suits to stop the counting in Wisconsin and Pennsylvania, as well as Michigan. According to Politico today, uh, and, and believe it or not, they've actually got a pretty decent roundup of the uh, of these legal actions. And there are a lot of them all happening at once. Allies of Donald Trump are now trying to freeze recount efforts in Pennsylvania, Michigan and Wisconsin. A team of Trump attorneys filed a lawsuit in Pennsylvania late Thursday requesting a dismissal of Green Party nominee Jill uh, Jill Stein's recount effort, arguing that she lacks a valid claim and is merely, quote, alleging speculative illegality, unquote. On Friday morning, following that, Michigan attorney, Michigan attorney general, the Michigan attorney general, Bill Schutte, filed a lawsuit to stop the recount in the state of Michigan. This was just hours after Trump attorneys had filed that complaint, that objection to try to block the proceedings yesterday. So now the Michigan AG wants this accounting to stop immediately. 
And soon after, a pro-Trump super PAC filed suit in the state of Wisconsin, insisting that Jill Stein's recount push could, quote, unjustifiably cast doubt upon the legitimacy of President-elect Donald Trump's victory. Citing a Bush v. Gore decision. Yes, I said it sounded a lot like uh, the 2000 election, and for good reason. These lawsuits are now beginning to cite what happened in the year 2000 in Florida when uh, the George W. Bush campaign went to court and successfully went all the way to the Supreme Court to get them to stop counting ballots across the state of Florida. Ballots that they could have counted perfectly reasonably without problem. But they didn't uh, want them to be counted at all. And that's what happened in 2000. No, George W. Bush did not win. He did not win the hand count, the recount, whatever you want to call it in Florida. They stopped the counting. We never got a statewide count in Florida in the year 2000. Yeah, I think that's something that most people, they don't remember, they don't know. So it was actually the Bush camp the that Bush campaign, tried to yeah. stop the counting. Stop the counting. They were the ones that stopped. After Al Gore had filed for recounts in several counties, which was as per state Florida state law at the time, you, you didn't file a statewide recount, you filed county by county. Uh, Politico goes on to say, I love this, while there's no indication of coordination, among the pro-Trump entities and the Republican state attorney general, they all filed lawsuits against Stein's recount efforts within 12 hours or so. But no, no coordination. Total coincidence. Just a coincidence. Um, the renewed focus on America's election system and Election Day results comes as Clinton's popular vote lead has now soared beyond 2.5 million uh, above Donald Trump nationally. She received two and a half million more votes. More Americans voted for her than Donald Trump. But as we warned you over and over again in the uh, lead up to the election, we don't do national elections here. So all of those national numbers they used to give you, uh, the polling numbers nationally, turns out they were just about right. They were saying there were a couple of points um, that uh, Hillary Clinton was a couple of points ahead of Donald Trump. Uh, right before Election Day, that looks like that's what she's going to have done nationally. But that doesn't matter. We have an electoral college. We have 50 state elections all carried out on the same day. Uh, Trump and his trans transition team have now trashed Stein's push as a frivolous fundraising scheme. That's the tactic that uh, the Trump folks are using, that despite the fact that uh, the state of Wisconsin has jacked up the price that the uh, Stein camp must pay to $3.5 million, actually now a bit closer to $4 million. She has already paid that money. She has also paid another million dollars almost to the state of Michigan. That puts her total up at $5 million, and she's raised about six point five, and that doesn't count the attorney's fees that she's got to pay, about a million dollars in each state. So if it's a fundraising scheme, frivolous or otherwise, hard to see how she's going to uh, raise much from this effort. Uh, in any event, uh, Stein's refusal to accept the state-verified result poses an expensive and risky threat to the hardworking taxpayers and abuses the intent of Michigan law, says Michigan Attorney General Bill Schutte in his complaint. He had served as chairman of former Florida Governor Jeb Bush. Oh, speaking of election 2000, Schutte used to work for Florida Governor Jeb Bush. He knows exactly how this stuff works. 
in any event, he used to work for uh, for uh, Bush's campaign before Jeb Bush got out of the race, and then he threw his support behind Donald Trump. But that too is, you know, just a just a coincidence here. Uh, Shooty's lawsuit was filed on behalf of the state of Michigan. It asks the Michigan Board of Canvassers, which had approved the count to begin on Friday, uh, it asked the Michigan Board of Canvassers to reject the uh, Stein recount request on the grounds that Stein has acknowledged she has no evidence that fraud or widespread errors were committed. Now, how she could have the evidence that uh, fraud or widespread errors were committed without actually examining the evidence, which in this case would be the paper ballots that are cast across the state of Michigan. Um, who knows? Who knows how, how she's supposed to have that evidence? But that's his argument. And he also filed an emergency motion with the state Supreme Court to skip the Court of Appeals for uh, immediate consideration here. So so the uh, emergency yeah. is it's got to go straight to the Michigan State Supreme Court. Uh, is that uh, the uh, these people are freaking out now why they're freaking out when they continue to say that it is it is the will of the voters that Donald Trump won in these various states. Why would they be freaking out if we go and verify, in fact, that Donald Trump won? I mean, it's pretty remarkable states. that it's the attorney general, the chief law enforcement officer yeah. of the Michigan state of Michigan, who is saying that using Michigan law to have a perfectly legal recount is somehow <laughs> against the law. It's 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 against the law. It's against the voters. It's an will. abuse of the it's, law to I, use the law. OK. Although uh, uh, the uh, the complaint says that uh, although Stein had the ability to request a recount from the moment the polls closed on November 9, 2016, you know, before the results came in, I guess she was supposed to request uh, that uh, recount. The suit says she waited an additional three weeks until the last possible minute under Michigan law to do so. Now, mind you, uh, the media, which is usually very quick to call states, a lot of times they'll call it before any counts are voted at all. The media hadn't even called Michigan until just a few days ago. So I, uh, unclear, uh, you know, how, how you're supposed to uh, ask for a recount when you don't actually even know what the unofficial results actually are. Shooty's uh, complaint goes on to say that Stein demanded a hand recount. God forbid a process that he says cannot possibly be com completed in time for Michigan to guarantee that its votes will be counted in the Electoral College. That all is, of course, completely untrue. All you need to do is separate the ballots into stacks. It's about five million of them. You can hire as many people as you need. You can get volunteers to do it. Uh, it can absolutely be counted in time uh, for the Electoral College. He's just making stuff up. Politico notes that she has legally paid one nearly one million dollars in her filing fee. Shooty goes on to refer to her request as dilatory and frivolous. And I had to look up the word dilatory, actually. <laughs> Uh, that word, do you know what it means, Des? It means uh, intended to cause delay. Ah. So he is accusing Jill Stein here of trying to cause a delay that after uh, the Trump campaign has successfully caused a delay in the counting that was to begin on Friday and then had to be held up waiting for the uh, Wisconsin Board of Elections to look at uh, to look at at least at the Donald Trump objection. They ruled today on that objection two to two. The bipartisan uh, uh, board did. 
So it is uh, two to two. That means the count will go forward. However, they have to wait. According to state law, they have to wait for two business days, which means their plan to start counting on Friday, count all through the weekend, uh, has now been delayed. Uh, Successfully. Thanks to these dilatory suits being filed by the uh, by the Donald Trump team, by Team Trump. Um, now, uh, some breaking news. as Just as we go to air, a federal judge... Uh, has now denied an emergency halt to the recount of the presidential vote in Wisconsin. That federal case uh, I had mentioned uh, had been uh, filed today looking for uh, an emergency halt. Stop the counting. The counting is now underway in Wisconsin for uh, its second day, day two. Uh, and they wanted to stop this thing in its tracks. We must not count ballots. We must stop the vote. Nonetheless, the federal judge said, uh, why do we need to stop? And that judge has allowed the process to continue at least until December 9. There will be a court hearing on this matter. No, we don't have to immediately stop until the court hears this matter. That's what happened in Florida 2000. And so by the time the, the courts and even the Supreme Court got back together to decide and had the hearings to decide whether a count was legal, well, by that point, whether it was legal or not, it didn't matter because it was too late in order to finish it in time for the Electoral College, et cetera, et cetera. There is now a deadline of December 13 for all of these actions to be completed. That's a federal mandate. All of this must be done by December 13. So the attempt to be dilatory by Team Trump continues to try to uh, push everything back beyond that date. There is no need to halt the recount in Wisconsin, said the judge. Uh, not yet, at least, because it will do no harm, no immediate harm to Republican president-elect Donald Trump or his supporters, according to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. U.S. District Judge James Peterson uh, wrote that in a three-page order that called for both sides in the case to lay out their written arguments before he takes any action at all. The uh, This particular challenge was brought in federal court in Madison today. Uh, and uh, decided on quickly by the judge. Uh, it was brought by the Great America PAC, the Stop Hillary PAC, and a Wisconsin voter. What happens if these uh, recounts are not completed by the federally mandated date of what was uh, it? December 13th? Yes. Yeah, so what happens to those? Well, it, it, then you do begin to get into a crisis. Either you okay. go with the officially certified uh, results from all of the states. If they can't certify a new result, then in theory you go with the originally certified results. But then you do, you know, you do get into questions. So there is a benefit definitely to delaying, to these tactics oh, to delay. yes. Oh, it has worked well before. It got them George W. Bush. It's exactly what got them George W. Bush. Keeping... The citizens keeping the voters from fighting, finding out how the voters actually voted. And then later on, when there was a study of the actual ballots after it was too late to do anything about it, we in found Florida. that in Florida, we found that Al Gore actually won the state of Florida by uh, as long as the entire state had been counted by any counting standard they would have wanted to use concerning those paper hanging chads, the swinging chads. Remember the pregnant chads, no matter what, no matter what standard they use. Uh, the study found that Al Gore would have won the state of Florida and thus won the presidency had ballots 
actually been counted. And that's why, of course, they had to stop that counting back in 2000. That effort is on again today. The Wisconsin Election Commission's, uh, Commission said uh, on Friday, uh, in response to the uh, judge's decision just moments ago before we go to air, uh, that the local clerks and uh, canvassing board should keep up their work to finish the counting. Uh, this tweet recount will continue unless judge orders otherwise keep counting exclamation mark says the Wisconsin uh, Board of Elections. Uh, now, of course, that counting uh, is also in quotes because it's only uh, being actually counted by human beings in a number of counties. Many of the largest counties, as we've been reporting, are uh, taking those paper ballots and running them through the same computer optical scanners which are counting them either right or wrong, nobody knows. Nobody knows unless they hand count them, but they're not doing so. At the same time, Wisconsin Governor Scott Walker is saying he would consider limiting the ability of uh, candidates to ask for recounts in Wisconsin. He said, I think a lot of people, no matter where they sit on the political spectrum, kind of scratch their head on why someone would ask for a recount when they came in fourth. Talking about Jill Stein there. I think we should call it for what it is. And really, it's just a fundraising scheme for the Green Party, said Scott Walker, who, by the way, knows quite a bit about fundraising schemes. And he probably knows that this is not one of those because his state, he signed the state law that changed it from what would have been about one million dollars prior to the change in the law last year uh, to three and a half million dollars closer to four million dollars and the stein campaign is paying all of that money so um odd uh, odd way uh, odd fundraising scheme <laughs> uh state senator dan uh, i'm sorry devin lemayhew also said today that he would introduce recount legislation that would likely require a candidate to be within a certain threshold of the winning candidate to be able to ask for a recount even if the petitioner is willing to pay for it. So once again, pulling out all the stops to prevent citizen oversight of our own elections. Um, all right, we've got some response to all of this from the Stein campaign. Let me get to, uh, do I have time? Yeah, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll get to a bit of this first. Um, Stein, uh, uh, Dr. Jill Stein responded to this uh, Michigan Attorney General lawsuit uh, attempting to halt the recount in the state. Stein calls it a politically motivated attempt by Attorney General Bill Schuette to side with Donald Trump in opposition to a fair and accountable voting system. Citizens in Michigan and across the country of every political party have expressed their concerns around our voting system, and they deserve to have their votes counted in Michigan alone, she notes, as we did earlier uh, in the week. There are 75,000 un undercounted tallies, meaning uh, ballots that have no vote at all for president of the United States, at least as reported by the computers. Maybe people did not choose to vote in the presidential race. They didn't care. They couldn't find a candidate they liked. Um, but or maybe we don't they didn't. Or maybe they didn't, which is what happens a lot over the years. We found that in 2000 in uh, or was it 2004 in the state of New Mexico. Thousands of ballots with uh, no vote for president on it that were just at a ridiculous rate. 
And that resulted in completely changing the computer voting system they had been using in New Mexico. So let's examine the ballots in Michigan. 75,000, by the way, uh, most likely coming from the Detroit area, which seems unlikely. And that figure is double the number of uh, undervotes in uh, from 2012. Stein also said this exceeds by several fold Trump's margin of victory in the state. Just these uh, uncounted ballot under under votes alone exceeds Trump's margin of victory in the state. And she says serves as a red flag that communities of color may have been systematically disenfranchised with an unreliable counting of the vote. Our democracy allows for recounts to ensure the accuracy and security of elections. And today's move, she says, by the attorney general is yet another frivolous attempt to obstruct this legal process. She might call him dilatory, as a matter of fact. The attorney general's move is nothing more than party politics that needlessly delays what should be a routine verification of the democratic process. That's Stein's response to the Michigan lawsuit. Uh, her uh, campaign, her lead counsel for the uh, campaign uh, recount effort, Matt Brinkerhoff, responded to the Wisconsin uh, suit, the attempt to block it there, saying the Stein campaign plans to intervene and join the Wisconsin Election Commission in defending the recount. In that case, those uh, those uh, Trump super PAC outfits had actually sued the Wisconsin Election Commission, uh, which said, yes, we can go ahead with the counting. The Stein camp will uh, join them or at least will attempt to join them. Uh, in defending the recount, he says citizens in Wisconsin across the state have made it clear that they want a recount and deserve to see this process through to ensure the integrity of the vote. Crazy. I know. Just insane. All right. One more, Des, before we go to break here. This from um, in response to the Pennsylvania, the attempt to, dis to dismiss the Pennsylvania recount from Donald Trump's lawyers. With his margin of victory in the state nearly halved as of last night, now within 0.2 percent of triggering an automatic statewide recount in Pennsylvania, at least what there is to recount in Pennsylvania. Donald Trump is desperately fighting to stop the recount in the state, they say, and has filed a frivolous motion to dismiss the recount campaign's lawsuit aimed at securing a statewide recount and forensic audit of voting machines. And that's important because in the state of uh, Pennsylvania, most of the state is forced to vote on 100% unverifiable touchscreen systems where there is nothing to count. The only way to find out uh, anything that happened in the uh, on those systems is to do a complete computer scientific forensic audit of the systems to check, to check their audit logs, to check to make sure there was nothing untoward done within them. Uh, as we had reported, uh, I think earlier this week, um, based on my reporting from 2011 at bradblog.com, you can look it up in Venango County, Pennsylvania, when uh, sort of a, a rogue election board allowed a couple of computer scientists to actually look into the system and do a forensic analysis, they found that all kinds of problems, including the fact that an unknown computer had accessed the central tabulator several times for hours at a time. And that was just one county. And I was on another uh, another show up in uh, the Bay Area in San Francisco as a guest last night. They had asked me and they said, well, after they found that, did they change to a different system? Nope. 
That was my answer. They're still using the same system in Venango County and all across the state of Pennsylvania. David Cobb, the campaign manager for Jill Stein, uh, responded to this effort to dismiss the the attempt at a Pennsylvania uh, oversight and audit, uh, saying Donald Trump will do anything and everything to block Pennsylvania from knowing whether their votes counted. Why is he so worried about letting this recount move forward? Excellent question, Mr. Cobb. Hopefully we'll get David Cobb back on this show. He was the uh, 2004 presidential uh, candidate for the Green Party. Uh, we've had him on the show many times. And uh, the last time we had a presidential recount was 2004, was in Ohio. And David uh, Cobb for the Greens and Michael Badnarik for the Libertarian Party led that attempt at citizen oversight. We haven't had a presidential uh, recount since. And I don't know if we have ever had it in three different states at one time. This is amazing. All right. More on this and maybe uh, more on the Republicans attempt to hand count paper ballots in the state of North Carolina, where apparently they don't mind uh, hand counting there. It's not dilatory at all to find out how the voters actually voted. It won't harm the candidates at all to find that out because, you know, in that case, it's a Republican who wants to know what happened. That story and much more straight ahead. I'm Brad Friedman. This is your Bradcast. Hi, this is Desi Doyen from the Green News Report and the Bradcast. What the public hears on the public airwaves matters. At the Bradcast, we do our best to bring you accurate news and analysis on the issues that actually matter. And we do it all independently, without corporate or political influence. But we can't do it without you, now more than ever. Please help us stay on your public airwaves by going to bradblog.com donate to help keep us going. That's bradblog.com donate. And thanks. But it's gonna take money. A whole lot of spending money. Yeah, well. It's gonna take plenty of money. Lenny. To do it right, child. Uh, it's gonna take money, it's, it's gonna, gonna take lawyers, it's gonna take people, it's gonna take oversight. If you're in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, or Michigan, or anywhere near that you can get there, I uh, would uh, suggest you get out there and. Uh, volunteer to uh, help oversee what's going on in these three states. We need people. We need an involved citizenry. No, it's not enough to cast your vote and walk away on Election Day. As I pointed out many times, you need to know what's going on with your electoral system and you need to be involved in it because it's a lot of bad guys. Uh, a lot of bad guys will try to, uh, you know, get away with whatever they can. And I'm not even saying who the bad guys are, but that's why we you know, our system is built on checks and balances and oversight by the citizenry. And when officials, elected officials, try to make it harder for us to oversee our own elections, well, we get where we are now. Uh, and I'll give you one example. In um, Pennsylvania, where I have long argued how insane it is that uh, they use 100% unverifiable touchscreens in much of the state, our uh, one of our affiliates, uh, our affiliate stations, WLRI 93 FM News Radio, Christian uh, McLaughlin, the news director there, has been trying to find out why in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, uh, citizens who had filed and they forced them, they forced them to file three voters per precinct 
to count anything at all. It's a precinct by precinct basis to get a hand count. So three voters have to file affidavits in each precinct to even get a hand count there if ballots do exist. Well, in Lancaster, they, they actually have paper ballots. Uh, that's good. And some voters filed to have their uh, have uh, voter initiated hand counts done there. But they were rejected by the Lancaster County Board of Elections. Christian McLaughlin uh, of WLRI tried to reach the uh, chief clerk there. Uh, Randall O. Wenger is his name to ask him about this. And he said, well, it was they rejected all of the petitions for recount that were submitted on November 28. The county's computation was complete on 11-23. Now, that's five days later. And the law is that uh, five days after certification in each of the counties, and they all do it at different times in Pennsylvania, up to within five days, you can petition for these counts. And yet the Board of Elections uh, rejected the petitions. Um, and uh, uh, Christian uh, asked about this, why this happened, uh, asked uh, Randall Wanger why it happened, the county clerk there. He said the Lancaster County Board of Elections completed its computation and first signing on Wednesday, November 23. As such, any petition for recount after that date would need to be filed with the Lancaster County Court of Common Pleas uh, as opposed to with the election Board of Elections. So did the Board of Election that day not tell them, hey, we can't take these. You got to take this over to the uh, Lancaster County Court of Common Pleas. I don't know. I've been trying to reach the chief clerk, Randall O. Wenger, uh, to get an answer to that question. And I can't. But or at least I have not uh, yet heard back from him. The point being citizen oversight, citizen oversight, citizen oversight, and these uh, attempts to stop citizen oversight. And there's you know, this is a place in Pennsylvania that has paper ballots. Most places don't. Uh, Desi Doyne, do you have that that, that clip from um, from Mary Beth Kuznick, who's been uh, fighting, fighting for verifiable elections in the state of Pennsylvania, trying to get rid of those 100 percent unverifiable touchscreens for more than a decade? She was on the show earlier this week explaining these insane recount laws and the insane voting system they have there and what happens in the event, you know, short of a forensic audit of these touchscreen machines, you know, where you look at the audit logs inside the machines and see if anybody uh, accessed them or the central tabulator. Short of that, how do you even recount? There's nothing to recount. Here's how she explained it. Well, in the Direct Recording Electronic, or DRE, voting machine mm -hmm. co counties. We have no paper uh, other than the absentee and provisional ballots, and there really isn't a whole lot to count. Usually they just bring out results. They look at the precinct tape. They look at the precinct printout. They go, hmm, that looks the same to me, and that's a good, everything's good. That's the recount. And the thing is, of course it's going to be good. It's it's the same software that counted the tape on the counted on election night and printed out that tape is this is what's counting and printing out this result paper that they compare it's 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 nuts it's just crazy it's and we have had official after official after official say oh that is an effective audit that's an effective audit whatever the machines printed out their results at the end of the night on election day Let's go back to the same machine and print out the same thing again. And, oh, look, they printed out the same thing. We have audited the election. Everything is perfect, is on the up and up. 
it is it is it, it just continues to blow my mind even after all of these years even after all of the computer scientists security experts voting systems i've uh, experts i've had on this show uh, who have hacked these systems who have begged uh, jurisdictions to get rid of these DRE touchscreen voting systems uh, and who are now begging officials where paper ballots exist to actually count them by hand. I've played this a couple of times already in recent days. I'm going to play it again anyway. Computer professor Alex Holderman, who has hacked pretty much every voting system that is out there. One of them he replaced with uh, a game of uh, Pac-Man. He put Pac-Man on the voting machine, the touchscreen voting machine, without even breaking the security seals to do it. Here was uh, Holderman uh, in Michigan on Monday after Stein had filed her count, uh, begging people, begging the election officials in Michigan and in Wisconsin to not count these paper ballots once again by computer, but to count them by hand. America's voting technology, uh, unfortunately, suffers from severe cybersecurity vulnerabilities. I know because in my research over the past 10 years, I personally have hacked many of the kinds of voting machines that are used in this country. However, we do have one surefire defense against cyber attack, and that is voting machines where voters get to fill out a paper ballot. Now, the paper ballots we use in Michigan are exactly that. They are a cyber defense. But paper doesn't do any good unless somebody looks at it. Attackers who might want to compromise us will know that, that none of them will be looked at, and uh, can just dismiss that safeguard. Fortunately, the recount today will both help increase confidence in the outcome of this election by establishing for sure that cyber uh, attacks have or have not occurred, and more importantly, will provide a defense in the future and a deterrent uh, to any adversary who might want to try to hack future elections. Well, there's an idea. Present a, prevent a, a deterrent, to offer a deterrent. Because right now the signal is, hey, if you can get away with gaming the results in some fashion, whether you're an outside hacker or you're an insider election official, uh, we will stop from anybody uh, finding out that you did so. Because we will go to court to keep people from counting the paper ballots to find out if, in fact, the computer results were correct. And election officials believe, they actually believe the computer, and I've talked to them over the years, uh, believe that the, the computer counts are more reliable than hand counts. They believe that up until the time that, you know, there's a really, really close election and everybody agrees, well, the gold standard of democracy is to publicly hand count the paper ballots. That's what the judge, by the way, in uh, Wisconsin said uh, yesterday or the day before uh, in response to Jill Stein's suit to force a hand count across the state of Wisconsin. But once again, Scott Walker changed the law last year to leave it up to the counties to decide whether they'll use machines uh, or hand counts. One of those counties, Outagamie County in Wisconsin, uh, we recently, uh, last week, there were there was thousands of extra votes that had been added in Outagami County, in three different municipalities there to Donald Trump's totals, and that got caught because of citizen oversight looking at it and saying, "Wait a minute, why does Donald Trump have more votes than were actually cast in that jurisdiction? Why is there more pres votes cast in the presidential race?" 
than were cast entirely. Uh, and they found that uh, error and they removed those thousands of votes in Outagamie County. But uh, Russ Baker uh, from Who, What, Why, uh, Russ, uh, investigative journalist, uh, asked uh, Deputy County Clerk Sarah Hickey to explain why they were counting by machine instead of by hand. Particularly since uh, the average margin of victory in the last four presidential elections was about 1,600 votes for Republicans in that uh, in that county. It's a Republican-leaning county, but not by much. 1,600 votes. This year, 13,500 votes for the GOP. That was the margin of victory in Outagami this year. That's odd. You'd think you'd want to count the paper ballots to make sure that it was uh, it was correct. Uh, but they don't want to do that in Outagami. And uh, so uh, Russ Baker uh, asked about that to one of the election officials. And she said that the board of canvassers there, which uh, made up of the county clerk and one representative of the Democratic and Republican parties, had voted not to allow a hand count of optical scan paper ballots uh, where they could instead be fed through scanners. Quote, we decided not to hand count because machines are much more accurate than people, she said. And thus they will feed paper ballots back through the scanners. Um... (laughs) Machines are better than humans, except when they're not. Yeah, except when they're not. and except, We're not going to check. And except when the computer scientists are begging you, are telling you otherwise. Read the affidavits that were filed uh, from the top, from Holderman, from Harry Hursty, from Ron Rivest. I mean, just the, the top experts in this field who are all computer guys, by the way. They love computers. They're saying, don't use the computers. But they're using them anyway in many counties in Wisconsin. So even if the count is allowed to continue, we may never know who actually won the state of Wisconsin. It's about point, uh, point seven, well, seven tenths of one percent is the margin between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump in Wisconsin. It's about point five or five tenths of one percent is the margin in Michigan. All of these counts, they're attempting to undermine any way they can. A bit more from the uh, Stein campaign here, um, who uh, is charging that uh, Trump is scared and that he is trying to block the recount. And they are escalating their fight to ensure that all votes uh, get counted. Um, They have now announced a press conference for Monday at 10 a.m. at Trump Tower in Manhattan. So they are taking the fight to Trump, it looks like, Uh, you know, and they responded. uh, They sent me this uh, statement, uh, you know, pointing to places like the the suit in Pennsylvania, claiming that the suit would, quote, put Pennsylvania at grave risk if they, you know, counted ballots. They charge that Trump is needlessly delaying what should be a routine verification of the Democratic process. Stein said in an election already tainted by suspicion previously expressed by Donald Trump himself, verifying the vote is a common sense procedure that would address concerns around voter disenfranchisement. Trump's desperate attempts to silent voter demands raise a simple question. Why is Donald Trump afraid of these recounts? That's what we were asking. Um Let's see. Uh, They go on to cite uh, a new uh, poll from YouGov saying that 60 percent of Republicans say they think that recounts would help convince people that Trump really won. 
Sounds good. Why don't they want to do that? The majority of Americans overall, uh, including a plurality of Trump voters, 62 percent believe that if the shoe were on the other foot, if Donald Trump had won the popular vote but not the Electoral College, he would be pursuing recounts just like Jill Stein. And yes, I would be supporting his effort to do that. Much as I have been supporting this effort by the uh, Republican governor of North Carolina, Pat McCrory, uh, who is attempting to uh, have a statewide count out there. He has now agreed, well, he'll drop his suit for a statewide count uh, if Durham County counts their ballots by hand. This after 90,000 votes were unable to be uh, properly tallied due to voting Machine failures, optical scan tabulator failures on election night. Right now, McCrory, uh, the Republican governor there, is uh, losing by just over 10,000 votes, 10,267 votes. Well, that number, 10,000 in North Carolina, is the is the number that's required, 10,000 or less, and a candidate can ask for a recount. If it's more than that, they cannot. Nonetheless, Uh, The state uh, county uh, election board, which is run by Republicans, has agreed to allow the governor a count of those votes in Durham County. Although not a hand count, it will be a machine count, which is worthless. They should have a a hand count in uh, North Carolina, no matter what you think of that Republican governor, no matter what I think of that Republican governor. All right. I know we got to get out, get to the green news. Uh, One more point here very quickly from Jill Stein. Uh, She said we need to rebuild trust in our voting system. Carrying on with these recounts is the first step in doing that. My response uh, to Dr. Stein would be no, our system is not built on trust. In this case, in the case of elections, it's built on oversight, not trust. We don't rebuild trust. We don't need to gain. I mean, we do need to gain confidence in our electoral system, but it's not by trust. It's by oversight. If we don't have oversight of our electoral system, we're no better than banana republics where elections are run by the government instead of by the people and dictators are allowed to announce that they have 99 percent of the vote and the people can't do a damn thing about it. That's what people are working towards here now. Hey, this is Brad. The people from, Given the outcome uh, of the 2016 election, of we really we will need your support now to make sure more that doesn't than ever. Happen. I'm Brad this Friedman. This is Don't not a drill. Away. It never was. Consider a donation to our work here on the Bradcast by stopping by bradblog.com slash donate to help out however you can. That's bradblog.com slash donate. From Desi Doyen and myself, thank you. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com running late as usual. So uh, we've got already an update uh, in our green uh, new to our green news report. So let's get to it. Our latest green news report. Uh, born and raised here, and I've never seen anything even close to this in this county. Deadly firestorm fueled by drought and high winds engulfs Tennessee towns. We have made this decision because we are convinced and it is the right one for Canada. Canadian Prime Minister Trudeau approves controversial tar sands pipelines despite climate promises. Historic California drought has killed more than 100 million trees. 
West Coast crab fishery closed again due to another toxic algae bloom. Plus, Washington state scientists succeed at turning CO2 emissions into stone. All of that success and failure straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Reality has a way of, you know, hitting you in the nose if you're, if you're not paying attention. Oh, hi, President Obama. How's your nose? This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, disturbing news continues out of Tennessee and these extraordinary wildfires. Yes, another unprecedented wildfire event, and this time it is in Tennessee, where fast-moving, out-of-control wildfires have engulfed the towns of Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg outside the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. They're fueled by drought and high winds. They spread so rapidly, without warning, that residents and resort workers barely escaped with their lives. At least seven confirmed dead as of airtime, hundreds of homes and buildings destroyed. In a press conference on Wednesday, Gatlinburg Mayor Mike Mike Warner said the fires are unprecedented for the area. It was a perfect storm, and and for everything to happen, it had to happen with the exact timing that it did for this to happen. Everything had to be in place, and unfortunately, it was in place. Tennessee is officially in severe drought, according to federal monitors, along with much of the southeast, despite recent extreme rainfall events. The National Weather Service warns that Tennessee is now on track to have its driest year on record this year, amid what scientists predict will be the third hottest year on record in a row for the planet. The videotapes of people fleeing this fire, driving, trying to drive out of the fire, reminded me of the huge wildfires we saw up in Canada in the Fort McMurray uh, area where the tar sands oil region is. Climate change, drought is deadly, and it is taking a toll on this nation. You're right. Uh, Such wind-driven firestorms are more common in the West and in California. California now has more than 100 million dead trees, according to a new assessment this week from the U.S. Forest Service. That's thanks to that epic, historic five-year drought in California, intensified by climate change. More than half of those dead trees died this year alone. The Forest Service budget is stretched thin, so they have formed a task force to prioritize funding for dead tree removal in the highest hazard areas. Which means once fire season starts again in California, there's a lot of dead wood to burn. Yep. Off the coast of California, state officials have again closed a stretch of the coast to commercial crab fishing for the second year in a row. That's because high ocean temperatures have again triggered a toxic algae bloom that has contaminated crabs from California's billion-dollar crab fishery with a potentially deadly toxin. In Canada, speaking of the Alberta tar sands region, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau on Tuesday approved two major controversial tar sands pipeline expansions to ship Alberta's dirty oil to ports on the British Columbia coast for export. That was against the strong condemnation of First Nations tribes and environmental groups. We have made this decision because we are convinced, and it is the right one for Canada. It is a major win for Canadian workers for Canadian families, and for the Canadian economy now and into the future. Well, that's swell. I guess Canada is on its own planet, and it will have no effect on the rest of the globe. You weren't the only one noticing the contradiction to 
Trudeau's pledges to cut Canada's global emissions contributions. Trudeau approved the Kinder Morgan Trans Mountain Pipeline and Enbridge Line 3, but rejected the controversial proposed Northern Gateway Pipeline project across British Columbia. The mixed approvals seem to be a political compromise between increasing oil industry jobs in Alberta with his pledges to somehow cut Canada's carbon emissions. And he's supposed to be the liberal prime minister compared to the previous one, right? That's right. Just checking. Finally, Washington State rocks, specifically for turning carbon dioxide into stone. Scientists in Washington State have replicated the results of a successful experimental carbon emissions storage project out of Iceland. They pumped carbon dioxide emissions into rock formations of volcanic basalt with CO2 that solidifies into harmless rock in just two years. The scientists in Washington went one better. They proved that the process can work with a far more common type of basalt rock. This could be a very important breakthrough if it can be scaled up. So basically we can get carbon out of the air, turn it to stone, and save the planet? One hopes. That's the theory. Okay, good luck with that. Hurry. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us and follow us on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Thank you very much, Desi Doyen. We have a sad update on the Tennessee uh, fires. Yes, unfortunately, uh, the death toll has now gone up to 13. Hopefully it goes up no further. If 13 Americans were killed by ISIS this week, you think Donald Trump would tell us we needed to take action to do something about it? Good thing it was only climate change. All right. uh, My thanks to uh, Desi Doyen and to all of you for spending a portion of your day or night with us. It's greatly appreciated. If you missed any portion of today's shows uh, or any other, you can download it at bradblog.com for free. Thanks to those of you who have stopped by bradblog.com slash donate to help us continue our uh, our quote unquote recount coverage and our coverage of everything else on this uh, fine planet of ours. It is greatly appreciated. Drop me an email if you like. I'm bradcast at bradblog.com. And on the Facebooks and the Twitters, I am simply the Brad Blog. Until we meet again, I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world. <laughs> <laughs>